Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. That's cool, man. Travis Warren is with us, the lead singer of Blind Melon. Man, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, really man, true. thanks for doing it. Absolutely, we, man. We had Rogers and Christopher. That's what they were on, saying. And it was intense, man. Yeah, was it? Yeah, it was intense. It was like the whole history of, yeah. of everything. Yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's it's I kind of think about that often, man. It's um, just from that perspective, it's you know, for me, for, it's a different perspective. You know, I was 15 when he when he when Shannon passed away, and I had their posters on my wall, man. Right, I mean, like I'm I'm a product of the 90s. Yeah, you know, from Tool, I'm a huge Maynard Keenan fan yeah. uh, to Raging His Machine. Uh, you know, uh, to, to, you know, of course, Pearl Jam and Nirvana, all that, that, that Nine Inch Nails ministry, that all changed the game for me. I mean, if you remember back in those days, yeah. it was like, it was cock rock, you know, on MTV. Mm-hmm. Up all night, you know, that kind of stuff. Sleep and, all day. day. Come on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I mean, you know, just as well as anybody, uh, you know, dang and that chicken and 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 as soon as that came out, it revel- it just changed the music scene. I mean, yeah. it was done. It was over. Right. And that, you know, for for me, the be- you know, uh, Nirvana was 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 the like Beatles. our was like our Beatles. It really was. It man. really was. To, yeah, to me too. Yeah, and yeah. and with so with Blind Melon, it was really cool because there's just certain voices that I gravitate towards. It's like the first time I heard Maynard Keenan. I'm like, there was something about his voice that was just different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and the same thing with 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 Shannon. You know, he didn't sound like anybody else to me. He yeah. did, He didn't. He, you know, Chris Cornell had his thing going. Mm-hmm. You know, Kurt. You know, of course, Eddie Vedder with the the whole Seattle underbite kind of thing going. Mm-hmm. And then Shannon came out. I remember the first time hearing that, and it was just like, man, this is this is. It was like Janis Joplin and Plant. You know, Robert Plant having a baby. It was just, and it just kind of it, it just caught my attention. And then so when when he when he died, man, I, I was crushed. Mm-hmm. But then hearing it from the band, you know, getting when you know, I'm getting to a point here, you know, once I joined the band, and I, I was just like a sponge. Anything I could ask, man, hey, what what did he wear? You know, mm-hmm. like 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 what did he do warm ups behind? I was just anything I could, you know, find you, out about him. You were asking those kind of questions. Yeah, of course, man. And uh, I mean, when I was 18, I got a, I mean, it was shitty, but I got a shitty, you know, tattoo of Shannon on my back. Like I was a diehard fan. That's wild. Yeah, man. Like I'm just a huge. Fan, I was the type of guy, man, I was like, you need to hear this band. I'm not talking about the No Rain song. You need to hear the deep cuts on this mm-hmm. this record. And then, of course, Suit came out, and it was a massive. Were they your favorite band, would you say, or one of them? One of them. I'd right. say, you know, them and, and Tool was was another mm-hmm. one, man. Because uh, you know, I I grew up with, with you know, Pantera. You know, I'm, I'm from Texas, so I, mm-hmm. I love heavy, hard shit, you know. Yeah. So Rage Against Machine was another one. Um, but, 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 you know. I'm I'm also a guitar player, so I love the like the jam band kind of vibe with what Christopher and Rogers was doing. Nobody plays like that. That's true. And but hearing from their perspective, and I think you know when the you were there at the, at the at the you know the the, the, the film. film and the release of that, you know I was I, I caught myself you know looking over you know I was sitting next to Glenn and I kind of peek over and I'd look over at CT and Rog and and just to kind of see their perspective from yeah, it. I was like, sitting next to Rogers. Yeah, and it's yeah. weird to think that man like. You know, I think it was kind of hard for Rogers to see that, you know, yeah. and he had like, man, I, I didn't, he was so close to it 
he didn't really see how out of control Shannon was because right. they were all, you know, kind of partying and having fun. Yeah. You know? Well, the difference between out of control and just regular tour partying there it and is. shit yeah. ain't a million miles. <laughs> it's a real yeah, quick absolutely. step from we're just a rock band touring and partying <laughs> and fucking around probably more than we should yeah. and out of control. Absolutely. It's just, a, you know, your one bad decision, one night of... That's it. Maybe a little bit worse decisions away from that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I know you and I both have, have you know dealt with that, man. We that luckily survived. We it. got out of it. Yeah, man. We thank have. God. Thank God, man. Truly, man. Mm -hmm. I, I feel blessed over that. Like, like we we have a lot of peers, man. Mm -hmm. A lot of friends. Not just in music, but just in general, who who who've died from this, yeah. man. This is a real disease, man. It's yeah. it's. Um, and it almost took me out. I mean, I used drugs, uh, for, you know, 26 years of my life. Started, yeah. you know, 12, 13 years old, and that was that wasn't unique, man. All yeah. my friends did that. Yeah. And by the time I was 22, I was shooting heroin, and it just it just was a it was a, you know, pretty slow progression. It just naturally happened, and then you mm -hmm. know went to rehab for first time at 27, and I just could not beat it. And mm -hmm. then finally, I, I got you know I won't go too much into the details, but I got blessed, you know, last year and. Um, you know, gave my life to Christ, which really, for me, it, cha mm -hmm. it changed my life, man. It really did. And hallelujah. I, yeah, hallelujah. Yeah. And got clean and got sober, and it's 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 really changed my my entire pathway. Yeah. You know. And what? How did that come? How did you get saved? Well, it's it's kind of a long story, and and it's you know. We got a little bit of time. I'll try to condense it as fast as I can, man. Um, so you know, at, at the end of 2017, I'd hit my bottom. You know, mm -hmm. uh, as as they say in in, in in meetings and stuff, you. You know, you're sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. and um, Sometimes that bottom can have a trap door. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. That's a song, man. I know. That's, yeah. that's good. Yeah. So good. Well, let's hope our bottoms have, don't have trap doors yeah. this time. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Yeah. But yes, you know, so in 2017, you know, just I, I remember being in the studio, and at that point I was, you know, doing speed because I was nodding off, and it was just a horrible cocktail. God, when you introduce speed into the Done deal. Done deal. It's you know you sanity is not for long when no. speed comes. That's into, it because you don't sleep. You don't sleep. And then, yeah, exactly. Sleep and, deprivation. Yeah, that's the worst. It really is. It's it's truly the devil. Um, but and we could have a whole discussion just in that. But so you know, I, I came back and, and and you know got back up to the Central Coast and I got on the Suboxone program. Uh, you know, got got sober and. I'd gone into that's like the morphine replacement. Type yeah, of shit. yeah, but 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 it doesn't really get you high. Or something. It doesn't get you high, and you can't you can't take you can't do dope on it because you get sick. You get way sick. Right. So it's 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 way better methadone, man. I mean, it's uh, my, I, the the idea with Suboxone is to to do it. Mm -hmm. And then get off of it as quick as you can. Right. So methadone is like lifelong. That's horrible. I see. You might as well just bang dope. That's it's, it's, it's <laughs> the same same yeah, shit. Yeah. If they could control, like, if they could just give you a controlled, safe ish amount or whatever. Yeah. That'd be safer than methadone, right? That's uh, the theory. Yeah. Yeah. More yeah, than heroin. You're just you're yeah. literally just dropping one. Yeah. One addiction for, for another. For another. It's you know I'm not I'm not a fan of all that, but. You know, go on the Suboxone program. I went in and saw my doctor, and uh, who now is my sponsor, by the way. And he's, uh, I'll just try to make this quick as I can. But he, he, no, dude, take, take your time, time. Please. Oh, Okay, cool, man. Yeah, no yeah. rush. All There's right, no, well, thank you, man. No Nowhere to be. Okay, yeah, right these on. are kind of long conversations. Oh, cool, so, man. Yeah, just whatever. I just, you know, I didn't want to drag on it, but uh, no. but we can go back to talking about painted nails. Too. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah, cool, when, man. When you need a safe space. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah. That's good to know. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I, I uh, you know, he, he, I went in and saw my doctor and he basically was just like, hey man, uh, you know, why don't you come down to the Celebrate Recovery meeting? And I was like, yeah, I'll go. I had no intentions of going. I just have a hard time telling people no. And, oh, really? Yeah, and I just, you know, and, and, and he meant well, but I'm like, there's nothing those can do for me. I'm not really... I'm had not, you tried them before? Well, I've well, done NA and AA and, and there, yeah. there's, there's things about it that work. And I'm, 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 I'm not against that, but I'll get, I'll kind of get to that here in a little bit. And, okay. um, you know, when I was going to meetings, I was white knuckling it. I was right. staying sober, but yeah. I was just like, oh, I got to avoid that situation. I can't go out and do that because they're going to be drinking. And I don't believe in white knuckling, but I'll, I'll get to that point here in a minute. And, yeah. um, and I have, but, 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 you know, just to be clear, I have nothing against AA or NA. And I think it's done a lot of great for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, and it, and it helped me for, for, you know, little periods of my time. But, um, so the next day, you know, my girlfriend, Tara, you know, she's like, are you ready to go? And I was like, go where? And, and she's like, that Celebrate Recovery meeting. And I'm like, I don't like going to that shit. She's like, the hell you're not getting the car, we're going. Mm-hmm. And we fought for 45 minutes all the way over the, over the grade and go into this meeting. You know, I, I see my doctor there and he's sitting there and Tara's on the right. And uh, like the third song into it, man. I just, you know, when you're you're a dude and you're just trying to fight back tears and just years of, of trauma, I mean, sexual abuse and, and physical abuse and abandonment issues and just, just, you know, pretty pretty crazy background and uh, all, and I had buried that for years, man, just mm-hmm. just buried it and and all that, you know, this, the, you know, when I, the band first started playing, I'm kind of like they're they're pitchy and. You know, their, their timing's off and just being that guy and like the third song is. The devil in your head just fucking with you. Yeah, yeah, you don't need this. Kid. Yeah, exactly. I mean, these guys, man, exactly. exactly. <laughs> not even what it was. Yeah, probably, yeah, like, yeah. You know? that's exactly right. <laughs> More I, than, dude, I got them too in my head. Yeah, I know what they yeah, are. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's so classic, man. Yeah. And, you know, so, so, <laughs> so good. And so the third song into it, man, I start to break down. Wow. And just years of trauma. Floodgates. Floodgates, man. Years of abuse just, just came up, and I just started bawling. And mm. no one in there judged me because everyone at some point in time had been in that very very situation. Mm. And, man, I left that meeting, dude. Uh, uh, I just felt like all these this just this weight had been lifted off. Yeah. And, and so, you know, Tara and I go home. And this part I'm about to explain to you uh, – I know how crazy it sounds, and I get it. And if I was on the other end, I and, and I heard someone tell this story, I'd probably like, okay, he's he's high, he's dreaming. Yeah, that's so, the problem it, with like spirituality. Spirituality, because yeah. I have those similar things. Like I, be, I'm a believer in God too. And yeah, I have things happen. Yeah, things happen, but I'm the same way. I have that, uh, yeah, analytical mind that of goes, course. "Oh, you sound like a, a religious freak." That's it. You don't want to sound like a religious you don't, freak, but man. I'm a believer too. So it's like Amen, that weird, man. Yeah, Praise so. God for that, man. Yeah. Uh, truly. Yeah. And you know, I, I love hearing you say that because that's yeah. that's exactly true. We live in a world now, this culture where we we get offended by well, well your beliefs offend me. And it's right. and it's this you know, you don't want to come off as I'm yeah. not trying to yeah. preach to anyone. I'm just saying this is my testimony, this is what happened. Right. And, and I mean look, I mean I've got a tattoo of Buddha on my arm. Like yeah. I didn't you know, Jesus, any of this, I, got I a just tattoo of Jesus. On my yes, back. yes, dude, <laughs> love it. Yeah, man, oh, dude, I love this, man. So it's like, yeah, I'm with you. God, this so good, yeah. man. You know, even like, even the thing like now, it's like saying thoughts and prayers is they've turned that into like that's an ev- like a fucked up thing to say. Oh, thoughts and prayers, go take your thoughts. And and pray- you, should, yeah. you know, like yeah, you course. know, like it's almost like like an 
considered like an uncaring thing to say. And it's like, yeah, for some people that would be a fake, uncaring thing yeah. to say. But for a lot of people, it's, when they say thoughts and prayers, they mean they thoughts mean and prayers. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. There's like, nothing. don't make that evil. That you're so Just because right, some people are fake with shit. Of course. It's just weird. Yeah. But anyway, go on. No, no, no. Yeah. Dude, you and I could, yeah. we could write an album about yeah. this kind of shit. Call it Thoughts and Prayers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With like two middle fingers. Thoughts and, and prayers. prayers. That's no, so good. Like, yeah. It's so good, man. <laughs> but but you're, you're absolutely right, man. And, and it's like, um, you know, so you, you, know, you never want to come off preaching or anything. But, right. But so, and that too. You know, but we, we, we you know, we came but People home, need help too. And people they, like to hear these kind of stories. And that's and, exactly why I'm yeah, sharing it. Yeah, and, so, I, and I truly believe that, man. And, and yeah. so, you know, Tara and I get home like any other normal night, except I felt a lot better. And keep in mind, I was about, you know, two, between two and two and a half weeks sober at this point. Okay, I was so on Suboxone, but you don't, you don't, new. you know, yeah, I was new, but by, I'm, I'm emphasizing that because it wasn't drugs, what I'm about to tell you here. Mm-hmm. And see. so we went to bed, and Tara here, it's Tesla, our dog, down by my feet. Tesla, nice. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I wake up, dude. You know, early in the morning, and I, I, you know, when Tara and I finally clocked, it was six twenty-one in the morning. But I, I wake up, and my entire body is radiating the most calm, uh, peaceful love feeling you could ever imagine in your life. Now, what I did not know at the time, which I found out later after reading, you know, the Bible, was that was the Holy Spirit. Right. Now, I didn't know what the Holy Spirit was. I thought, right. you know, the only thing I knew of the Holy Spirit was was. I thought it had to do with Christmas or something. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I didn't know any, I knew Noah, a well, a boat. I didn't, I, Jesus, yeah. I didn't know yeah, the story, you, any of that. Yeah, okay. And so my entire body is is radiating this this most, listen, I'm an ex-heroin addict, and I thought I knew what euphoria felt like. This right. was, you take that and times that by a few trillion, and that's what this feeling was. And keep in mind, I was sleeping, and I wake up staring at my ceiling. I could see Tesla. Tara's over here. I'm wide awake. Mm-hmm. No dreams. This is not hypnosis. This is none of that. Mm-hmm. Because I know how the analytical mind thinks. And there's going to be viewers possibly to watch this that, well, his brother's boxing and, you know, Whoa. flashbacks. No. No, it was none of that. Yeah. So this goes on for several seconds. And I start to get scared because I didn't know what was happening. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And I ended up, and I won't get too far in detail on this, but I ended up closing my eyes, and I'm telling you, man, I was taken into another world of pure light. Mm-hmm. No faces, no bodies. Um, I, it didn't even appear that I had a body. It mm-hmm. was just pure light, and I knew uh, instantaneously that Jesus Christ was real. And I didn't feel Buddha. I didn't feel Muhammad. I didn't feel Krishna. I didn't feel shaman, Native Americans. And I'm just saying this. This is not, not any um, – uh, this is just what I felt. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I was living a very selfish lifestyle. I could feel it. And it wasn't condemnation. It was just, you have lived a selfish lifestyle and you got to change. And I knew it. It was just, it was a very strange uh, feeling, man. And there's way more to that, but I, I, I'll get Something it. was informing you of this stuff. Yes. And it's, it, it, I believe it was, it was, it was God. And, yeah, like and a, it, and a moral I, dial, a, a moral thing was going on in your head yeah and it didn't again it wasn't like condemnation like i'm condemning you it was more like you've lived your life and i was a very selfish human being i thought hey i'm a good person but compared to what Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like i I, you know yeah you're a good 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 comparison but you know to god are you a good person you Mm -hmm. know according to scripture no one is worthy Mm -hmm. you know we all are born in a sin so Mm -hmm. um 
I, but I had lived a very selfish lifestyle and everything. What can you do for me? Mm -hmm. It was, that was always sort of the, you know, the idea behind it. And so I, I came out of this, my eyes woke, Tara's at this point, she's up and I just start bawling. And I kept saying three things over to her. I kept saying, baby, I'm so sorry. Just bawling. Yeah. And I, and I just said, um, I said, everything's going to be okay. We're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. And I said, I have to give my life over to Christ. And I just kept saying those three things. And from that moment forward, I'm telling you, man, it was, it was something that happened from the inside. Now, I've had five various experiences since that was January 20th of 2018. Now, not as intense as that first one, but, but each time I've woken up out of bed and it's that same that feeling, the Holy Spirit. But it's more importantly, and I, and I realized like early on, I would put a lot of emphasis on that experience. And though that was very important, it's what came after that experience that right. really changed me. Because an intense experience in and of itself isn't like gonna really like do the permanent transformation. And it's like if you take a psychedelic or have a really powerful psychedelic. That's it. It's like it can it can like move you in a direction, but it's it, but it, the maintenance of it is the important part. That's that's I couldn't have put it any better than that. Yeah. that. That's exactly it. You you don't have the tools. So, you know, I dropped out of school. You know, I have an eighth grade education. I left the Panhandle of Texas. You know, a month after I turned seventeen, came out here to California. Like I did not learn. Okay, this is how to be an adult. This is what they call patience. This is what they call self control. This is what they call budgeting money. I knew none of that. Yeah, I knew how to play really. guitar, tune a guitar. That was about it. Yeah, nothing, nothing else. else. Couldn't work on cars, do jack shit. I'm saying. And, and so, you know, I, like I had to learn all of these tools. Yeah. And I had to learn how to, to live. So it was really what came after that. I think, you know, if you talk to, to, to my bandmates uh, or Tara, anybody that, that sees me on a regular basis, it's you don't even have to bring the spirituality aspect to it mm -hmm. because it's they've seen my heart change it's it's like i can go in i can go into a dope house at least smoke crack you know banging dope it, it doesn't matter i don't have any desire mm -hmm. to touch dope or alcohol or anything right and and, and what started naturally happening was i started to become more empathetic mm. and more compassionate and then as i started reading the new testament particularly i was like i would almost fall out of my seat i'm like dude that happened to me. That is happening to me now. Right. So it was just further confirmation for me, like, holy crap. Well, once you understand that and that sets in, you go, wow, this thing is real. Like, this is real. That, for me, completely changed the ball game. Mm -hmm. And as you read his teachings, it, it makes perfect sense. It says, like, you don't, you, you don't live for yourself. Mm. You live to serve others. And by doing that, you get more. And I don't mean get gifts. But you get more out of, of doing for others. So when I see someone need, and that's mm -hmm. why I love, you know, Celebrate Recovery. So Celebrate mm -hmm. Recovery is a 12-step program. And the 12th step is to be of service. That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. So the only difference, the main difference, kind of getting back to what, you know, the, 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 the AA and NA, for, you know, AA meetings or NA, it's anything, they, like, this can be your higher power. Well, no, it really can't. I, I get that. Yeah, the, I've the, never the, gotten that with that either. The philosophy, I can sort of understand yeah, it. Yeah, it's just to help people who can't. Yes, but I, that's, the missing, that's the missing ingredient. Yeah. For, for me, it's like you can have the, you know, you can eat healthy and you can exercise and do, do all that. But if you don't, for me, and I'm not just pushing this on anyone else, the spirituality aspect is the most important. That is what, you know, so... For me, and but that's the why difference. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, it, we could get really deep into that, but I, I well, just well, let's do that. I, I just feel like 
<laughs> you know, I, I just feel for me, like, um, especially in today's culture, kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier. We, we are, a, if you, you know, if you read scripture too, you know, we are a very, we, we worship self, you know, this is the age of humanism where we, you know, it's, it's, we don't worship the creator. We worship the creation. Mm-hmm. And in it, and it, and you know, it talks all about this in, in, in the Bible, you know, um, about, where we are and where we will be in those days you know you can call it end days if you want uh you know i know people get kind of scared of that but well there's end day vibes happening well you know i you, mean there's at least that going like it, and there's end day like you know vibes like let's put it that way yeah like there's wild shit going on there's wild stuff going yeah. on man like it, fe- it feels like it feels like the dial's been turned up on yes. the spiritual war like, let's put it that way. Absolutely. If, if there's a battle between light and dark going on here, it feels like somebody's been edging up the dial a little yeah. bit on both sides. That's very true, man. You know? It's, that, that's a really good way to put it. And that kind of, I'm kind of jumping around here, but that's what you just said is what it is. It's spiritual warfare. Yeah. Is what's what's happening. But um, I feel that. I think I you, don't feel like that's too woo-woo a thing to say. No. I feel like... That kind of seems obvious here. There's this battle between light and dark, you know. Well, to you, because because you're 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 a believer. I think for for non-believers, they don't look at it that way. They're like, well, this has happened for millions of years, and you know, we're, this is just part of the process. But it's, well, that, I believe both of those things. Maybe. Yeah. Like I think there's a spiritual war going on, and I also think this has been happening for millions of years, and it's part of a process. Yeah. So both of those things seem. Could be true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for me, I, I think just you know a little bit different, but but I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just feel like um, we're getting further and further away from that up there, whatever you want to call it, and we're getting you know further into um, where we worship materialism. It's 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 you know pleasure. It's all of those things that we're trying to seek happiness out of. If I yeah. you know for me, before I gave my life over to Christ, it was. If I buy that new guitar or that new preamp, that'll make me happy. Right. If I get that car, that's going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. Well, no, now if I get this house and my career takes off a little bit, that's going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. And it's this chase that keeps going and going and going because we're looking for this happiness that we can't reach. And that all, by the way, is predicted in New Testament. It talks all about that. All from Matthew all the way to Revelations. And that's what I mean where... where you're, you're seeking happiness and truth and it's like that song you know looking for love in all the wrong that's really what we're doing we're right. looking for truth and love in all the wrong places and that's what I mean like I believe your put higher, that mic up close you, you know your higher power has to be um, something greater than yourself and mm-hmm. for me it is that up there and i can't be a coffee cup or a chair or this and that and by the way if you go and look at early aa books Mm -hmm. the early ones it it didn't say give yourself over to higher power it said give yourself over to jesus christ and Mm -hmm. then people started getting weird religion around the 50s or 60s and they took that out of the big book the blue book and replaced that with higher power AA's always struck me as like a christian vibe I've always sort of read that into it myself. It is, but I like I I, I veer towards Jesus anyway. Like, I'm not necessarily like I I don't have a thing with Jesus to where if somebody believes something else, I think I I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's up. I mean, yeah. for me though, Jesus resonates. You know. Yeah, of course. And I love hearing you talk about your being saved 
Yeah, thank you, man. I mean, it, to me, it's a beautiful thing to hear, and and I love it. And it's that means a lot to me, man. Inspiring, Truly. and in, to me, it's inspiring, you know. And I also take what you're saying at face value. Of course, and totally man. Believe it, you know. Yeah. And and have had similar, maybe not quite like that experiences, but I definitely pray. I definitely ask for help. I definitely sometimes specifically ask Jesus for help, and yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like I'm. I, I love love all that. You know, like, um, it reminds me, too, of, like, what I read in this book by Dr. Joe Dispenza about the kinds of motivation and how the most powerful kind of motivation is purpose-driven motivation. And it seems like when you have that save, getting saved experience, you go from, and the, the other motivations underneath it, and none of them are bad, necessarily. They just aren't as powerful. Like, if you're motivated by materialism, yeah. for instance, it's just a weaker form of motivation. Yeah. So if you have, with your dreams, like, levied behind your dreams, purpose-driven motivation, then you have the most powerful form of motivation. And what it sounds like when you get saved, like that, then you switch from, like, material motivation into purpose-driven motivation that's a great way to put it you know yeah and that's a more powerful form of motivation so then your whole life feels more enthusiastic yeah and like you know yeah just sort of more driven in a direction that's the great way to put it and that's really kind of uh that that is what what happens and and, yeah. and, and i'm not the only one man there's you hear these testimonies from all around the world are people having these kind of, of, of experiences, not, yeah. not exactly like mine, but, but similar mm -hmm. from all walks of life, man, right. Buddhist, Hindus, atheists, agnostics, yeah. uh, Muslim, Muslims, a lot of Muslims, by the yeah. way. but, um, it's, it's just that it's like, I don't care about the, and it doesn't mean like, I don't care about making money anymore. And I don't care about right. my career, Well, but it's, abundance is also like. You know, I mean, you need, uh, you know, abundance is not a bad thing. And, and abundance helps us have a more spirit-driven life because if we don't have to be stressed about money and stuff like that, it even opens up more time to where you can give back better. That's it. I mean, I kind of feel like I want abundance so I can be of service more. Not to say, like, ooh, I'm all saintly. I want nice things, too, and of course, a comfortable man. life. Yeah, absolutely. But man. also, like, I'm primarily motivated to try to give back at this point, you know, because just that seems like the most fun thing to do. Well, well, brother, like, like what I'm so I'm so glad to hear you say that because we kind of have a similar backgrounds with, right. with, with, with drugs and things like that. Yeah. And that's, you know, again, that's what the 12 steps is so amazing yeah. is because when once you complete that program and now you start seeing all these young people coming up, like mm -hmm. like people that are hurting. Right. Like like, you know, you feel the angst and the anxiety and they're they're struggling with drugs yeah. and alcohol. So to help those people and to start sponsoring other people for me i get great joy out of that like and you know people call like hey man i'm, I'm having a bad day and, and it's yeah. like i know and you know as well exactly what those people are going through mm -hmm. man we, we've been there before so you know it's like when i get home man i'll go straight to a meeting and, mm -hmm. and uh and i love that aspect and it kind of keeps it, it it's a big keeps part of it keeps me grounded man because yeah. you know as well as anybody in this game man it's so easy to get caught up in our own ego and yeah. get it's 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 a crazy life man it i mean so many people look at this and 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 just man that would be amazing and know there are a lot of great amazing things about it yeah. if you don't keep yourself balanced mm -hmm. you know what i'm talking about of course yeah and it's just even like coming out to a little festival like this and not not getting a good night's sleep the night before oh, or, fi or finding it like you know just 
weird things that you have to deal with. You like your diet gets all thrown off. It's like oh, man, it's just yeah. so easy to go out of balance. Yep. And you could hear somebody say that and go, "Oh, those are like first world problems." And it's like okay, <laughs> but it's just it, yeah to keep yourself in balance. Like those kind of, I mean, and then that's just a sort of a microcosm of all of life. Just because life is hard to like, there's so much chaos in all of our lives that you have to have disciplines and things that keep you in balance and Absolutely. keep you in check, especially if you have the sort of, uh, you know, a, ability to go off the rails that we do. Yeah, of course. You know, like, it's just so easy to do that, man. Yeah. And it took me years to figure that out. You talk about discipline and things. I just didn't have it, man. And then, you you know, like, for example, like I can remember every aspect of this show yesterday. I mean, I, I'm not no booze. No, I don't even smoke pot anymore. I'm com no cigarettes. Yeah. Doctor drugs completely got up everything. And yeah. I can before I not only would not remember the show, but I would be, you know, waking up, I'd be hair of the dog. Oh, God, I'd be like shit. And yeah. put a couple of Xanax and try to find booze. And yeah. It's just a horrible. That's the wrong kind of rituals and routines mm -hmm. to get yeah. into. And then you know, and you're at, you're you're right. I mean, what happens when you go to a festival and they don't have your diet there, or your you know your juice, your wheatgrass? You know, mm -hmm. you can always have God here. And 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 you know, you, I just think that the, for me, not pushing on anybody else, it it has truly saved my life. And it's mm -hmm. it's it 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 changes you from the inside out and yeah. and, and your heart. And so. You know, I love to, to help people. If I see someone in need, man, I just, I love that. I, I love to be able to, to be a service, whatever that is, whether it's financially, food, just talking to somebody. Yeah. You know, I get a lot. And then you get inspired from it. Then it's like, yeah. you, you know, and that was the other thing too, man. For me, the, the last thing I battled actually was pot. For me, it was like, it's not a drug. Yeah. My dad was a pothead. We grew pot growing up. Yeah. And I have nothing against it at all. Um, but I just, I had a moment where it was like, you need to clear your head. You yeah. don't need it. And for months, I'd say two or three months after I quit smoking pot, I couldn't pick up my guitar. I, there was not one time I rehearsed or played know, yeah. without smoking pot. I needed that thing. Yeah, it can kick off creativity. It, it can. I'm struggling right now with nicotine. Like, oh, man, that's a tough I, one. Yeah, tough I'm bad. One, like, I let the pot, the what, whatever, what do you call it? The jewel. Yeah, yeah. I let the jewel back in when I was hanging out with my friend who yeah. had one. And then, Absolutely. like, even yesterday at the interview with Rogers and Christopher, I smoked his jewel. And, yeah. And messing around with a bit of weed, too, yeah, at the festival. Yeah. But, like, and so, yeah, I'm with you, though, because it's weird because it engages all that addictive vibe again. And it's like, you know what? I was better when I was just, like, doing nothing. Yeah. And, like, I, I want to get back on that. Like, it's weird. Like, but, like, it humbles you, too, because you think you're, like, way past it all. And if you just let it in a little bit, dude, it takes. It starts sneaking it in. It sneaks in. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's, that's very true. It, it did that kind of to me. But for me, it was, you know. I used to go to school stoned. It was for me. It was yeah. it was just the normal thing for like it is for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of because of the meth and shit. Uh, after a while, like I, I would burn it. I'd start to get a little paranoid, and it just didn't have the same feel Wait, for me. Meth made you paranoid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> it, even even afterwards, like I wouldn't even be doing it. Like I, you know, that drug scars the hell out of you oh, man, yeah, for years and scars years. Scars your soul. That scars your soul so bad, yeah. man. But for me, like I, I just didn't think. I couldn't play guitar, pick up a guitar unless I was stoned. And then months, a couple months into it, I, 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 again, I just started picking up my guitar mm -hmm. without it burning. And I was like, man, there's a song. Oh, there's a new song. And yeah. 
and I and it kind of took me back to man, that didn't give me creativity. No. It's this is God given, you know. And uh, yeah, it's a different kind of creativity. Like I, yeah, I, yeah. You like you like it's it's less. I, I find like with weed, then there's like a whole ritual around your creativity. Yeah, it's like this, which is not. And it, none of this is judgment. If no, that's not at you're all. Doing it, that's fine. Not at but all. But it's like when you are like on that real sober vibe, it becomes just creativity becomes more sort of like seamless within your day. Oh, I'll pick up a guitar real quick before I do this. Yeah. And boom, a song there. Like, yeah, but the end result is, I think, even more creativity when you're sober. Yeah, I mean, you just, I'm glad you, you touched on that. Like, this is is no judgment whatsoever. And, yeah. and, and there's, think, believe me, I love weed. I mm -hmm. love to sit. There's nothing for me, man. I'd burn one, sit with my guitar, and, yeah. and write something. And I've, I'd say 98% of the songs I've written in my life have been I've been stoned on um yeah. and there's so I you know there is a lot of creative things that can come out of it for me it was just you know God was letting me like you need to clear your head for yeah. whatever reason that was I listened to it and and uh and I listen to him and you know it's it's good now maybe one day I'll go back to burning but for now I just I like to be yeah. very clear-headed and that's the I'd other thing I stay with the clear dude yeah it's man better it's better because like yeah i'm gonna go back to complete like get rid of nicotine like i you're inspiring me to just cool like, man one i call it the 100 percenter yeah i want to be the 100 percenter it's better yeah it's I, just less bullshit we and, all, and you and it's a slippery slope or whatever but, yeah you know like we always hear like the you know the i always grew up and it was the like the straight edge you yeah know, like the I punks like that. that were just like Put the Ugh. x's on your finger on the yeah nose. and I, I kind of would make fun of them but but now it's like man they were on to something like they they, were, they yeah. had it figured out like you don't need that shit it's like it, and i it's more of a confidence thing man where i like even yesterday going out on the show man i i'm looking at people yeah. i'm 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 in tune not, i'm very clear headed not only am yeah. i you know focusing on my performance but i'm hearing what raj is doing yeah. ct nate dog and Gigi. i i'm listening to everybody what's going on and yeah. you're just more there man you're you're and again you know i've had tara tell me you know i'm just super sensitive to 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 drugs and shit man yeah. whether that's a blessing or a curse i look at it as a blessing and i don't i just for me my mind goes a million miles an hour anyway. I don't, I just, I'm, I don't need it, man. I like to be, you know, you know, focused. So, um, but yeah, there's something that good out of sobriety. I think like sobriety is the new drug, man. I, I agree. People are kind of getting, you know, they had that no beer for a year. I, yeah. I, I see these posts, man, and people are not drinking for a year and it's completely changing I their lives. Yeah, man. It's, you know, a lot of times, again, this is not judging. I know people who can handle their shit. Yeah. I know people who can drink and they've been doing it. They've got a little Scottish blood in them, or whatever it is. I got Scottish blood in me. It, you, yeah. My last name's Arthur. He's from Glasgow. I got a question yeah. for you, though. What happened the night before, like, like the difference between when you were, like, were awakened with the Holy Spirit? Like, what was up before? Did you pray to Jesus before that? Did you pray before that? Or was that, like, a complete moment of revelation that was, like, was revolutionary or was there a lead up to that that's a, that's a great question and and i've actually thought a lot about that. that's a really good question Thanks. um i i've kind of looked at this from from different angles you know um i'm reading a book right now and it kind of goes into that like you don't find jesus he finds you right like, like, it, what the hell happened and, well For those of us who want that experience how do we get it well i i, I submitted i fully submitted i think it, it when i went to that meeting i did not know this at the time i wasn't conscious oh, but what what like happened the tears that came then when, when that all happened for me it was like i'm done 
I've tried to do it my way yeah. for decades, and it, it, it ended up in a dead end did you ask every for time. Help right then? Did you ask? Did you? If I did, man, I don't. I don't even know if I did because it was mm-hmm. such an emotional experience, man. I mean, you're talking about, you know, years of trauma that I had just suppressed, I got you know, you. from 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 early on in my my childhood, and 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 that all just kind of came up. And I think for me. He'd been there this whole time. What's mm-hmm. interesting about about this is I've gone back and, and and you know I had to relearn a lot of my old songs, and I'm going back. And at the time, I had no idea what a lot of those lyrics were about. I had oh, that's no the trip. I've had that experience yeah. where like your subconscious that's was it. way ahead of you. Yes, and all of a sudden, like all your songs make sense. Make sense in yeah. retrospect. It's a very weird thing. That's weird. You think while you're writing, you're like, what are these oh, words? I'm just these making words. this shit up. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, yeah and <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Right. And, and then you go back and you're like. Oh my gosh! Right. And I, with this whole time, I was searching for something. I didn't know what it was. I'm, I got into you know this. I got into that, and and it just wasn't. I, you know, he was watching out for me this whole time. Yeah, I hallelujah. just think he has a time. Hallelujah, right? He has a time and a place for it. And I think for whatever reason, you know, I always put it this way. You know how like ants are very small to us mm-hmm. you know they're in the, in the world of ants it's it's all this stuff going on and they're they're ingenious what they do and right they, they work yeah but to us they're ants mm-hmm. and you know they can't even begin to comprehend the human mind mm. that is very much how god is we are so tiny yeah. and we get so caught up in well if this is not and formula this and, and we try to oh, right. it's like we are are minuscule to yeah. that he created right. this entire thing so yeah we try to put ourselves in that, but mm-hmm. we just can't. We try to intellectualize these things, yeah. and we're we sometimes. I say this: it's old Charlie Chaplin and the Great Dictator. Yeah. We think too much yeah. and we feel too little. Yeah. Shut the mind up and start feeling more. And and I, at the same time, though, we're like these like dynamic points of con. We are spiritual beings. Like we do have metacognition. We are made in His image, yeah. supposedly, and we are like you know able to ascend to these like crazy like, yeah. places well that yeah and that's this but very... i know what you mean about the ant thing too but then also we have this like potential that's like untethered like that's like beyond it's beyond and we a lot of us don't even know that right we we and that's i think that's what meditation is so amazing you know for me meditation and praying kind of go hand in hand mm-hmm. but i think that's very very important and you know i think the hindus have really picked up on that like meditating you quiet the mind mm-hmm. you know all the oh, i gotta buy this we all gotta pay that bill i gotta do this oh, yeah it's got to pick up the kids later on shut it off for a minute mm-hmm. go into a quiet place for 15 you know 20 minutes mm-hmm. and these things man you will start to unlock the, tap into something that is far greater than what we can even but again a lot of people have steered away from that I, and i think that a lot of people have have gravitated towards it too but um you know, I, I think for me, you know, I always call it the big three. You got spirituality, you know, the pyramid, spiritual spirituality on top, mm-hmm. you know, the physical aspect and the, the mentality. Got to be clear headed, you know. Mm-hmm. For me, man, like I've had people say, "You look twenty years younger now than you did in, in your twenties. My diet, I grew up on bean dip, Doritos, and Taco mm-hmm. Bell sodas. That I just." That was my diet. You know, I grew up in the ghettos and Panhandle, and that you. Where in you, Texas? And yeah, in Amarillo. Oh, and okay. That's just that was very normal, and and then after a while, you got heartburn, you feel lethargic, you don't oh, feel yeah. very good. 
So you Diet's know, it's a big deal. It's dude. huge, I, man. I, stop, I cut out like I cut out carbs, and not not even to lose weight or anything. It was just more an experiment. Yeah, yeah. I do a lot of research on that and the sort of like inflammation that goes away in your body. Oh, dude, it's, also, it's huge. dude, also huge. inflammation in your brain. Absolutely, like, and it goes away in your in your brain gets all really clear headed. No doubt, and it's like. Uh, just with diet like knocking out sugar and shit like it's that it's huge it's man. huge yeah and like especially if you're drinking and you're drinking beers you're just pouring sugar into yourself yeah. all the time like yeah absolutely. you're giving yourself no chance to have like any kind of decent feeling you're so no right. fucking yeah. chance like you're so you know, right and then that. you wind up wonder well why i'm depressed you know, like if you like, you know, why Our am I brain about? fog? Because you're drinking fucking sugar water, like exactly seven to eight of them a night or whatever, twenty of yeah. them, or whatever. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, and and not sleeping, and you know, and and then people get medicated, and then it's like, oh, let's get an antidepressant. It's like, what if <laughs> what if you just didn't poison yourself, exercise, and it. and and slept properly? That's it. You know, most like a lot of people <laughs> yeah. don't, and then also aren't bombarded by like media that's like feeding you like fear porn 24 7 on a drip you know it's uh, like you're nailing it man dude it's like and then with no spiritual sort of grounding at all like you know like of course you're lost and aimless and feeling helpless and hopeless and of course suicide is an epidemic in a, in a situation depression like that. anxiety and all those then things. if you question all those things well then you're a crazy conspiracy no theorist, not the you know? not the conspiracy theorist you know, word like, yeah you know like oh, yeah. Or, or or a religious freak it just seems like no any, you're right you know like any kind of like movement towards like becoming healthy in these kind of ways there's all they're like you know like you Brother. even said like you know like oh you're a fucking spiritual freak or you're or there's somehow like an, you're an idiot if you believe in Jesus yeah you know like these little these, these little these cultural kind of, you know. slogans they put on people right well, not, not, it's, and it's that feels conspir conspiratorial yeah. to me to some degree because it's like why is there that negativity surrounding those things that don't just go in line with oh just pour a bunch of fucking poison into yourself and watch poison twenty four seven and take antidepressants. That's sanity. Exactly. You know, that's like... It's got flipped upside down. That's upside down. Well, you know, going first of all, the word conspiracy theory, yeah, that's turned into a dirty word, a conspiracy yeah. theorist. Truly. Yeah, yeah. All a conspiracy means is an illegal act committed by two or more people. That, it's not even illegal. You could conspire to go get tacos. Yeah, yeah. Like we could conspire to go get fucking tacos <laughs> exactly. right now. It happens it's all like day two, long. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah two people conspiring to go do something to, to get a result that's you know? it that's all a conspiracy is yeah and, it, and now they, they they attach theory at the end or yeah. theorist and they've turned into well, a dirty word it's because it's also another way of saying critical thinking and we're taught not to be critical that's thinkers it. just you, to accept reality as it's presented to us without right. thinking without using our own perceptions and our own ability for critical thinking why i'm attracted to conspiracy theories is because it engages the hell out of critical thinking of and course. critical thinking is fun yeah absolutely it doesn't mean you believe in the conspiracy theories it just means it's fun to think about it's fun to consider it's fun to question yeah and more people should and and society kind of like pushes us pushes that out of us of course well there i mean there's a lot of truth to, to a lot of those a lot of them are, are i mean i got way way into all that yeah and, and, and which we could go into another story on that but but you know for you 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 brought up a really good point and that's you know 
the, the pharmaceutical companies in, in Western medicine, it's a business. Oh, dude, did you the, know Viagra was in, or Viagra was a blood pressure medication? I did know that. It was a blood pressure medication that had a side effect of what it yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so Oh, uh, we can sell, market this. They actually had hired a marketing company to promote or invent a condition called erectile dysfunction. There it is. I mean, dude, think of it's how insane. evil that is. Yeah, I mean, an erectile dysfunction <laughs> happens when you wa- when you watch porn endlessly, eat like shit, poor poison. Po- then that's it. Yeah, then it won't work because you've like fucking it's it's numbed you've out. You've like gone off the radar that's with it. like how with your sort of endorphin yeah. meters are all over the place. If you not if you don't watch porn and you eat well and you sleep well you ain't gonna <laughs> have gonna erectile have those dysfunction bro of course. like you there ain't no they don't want to tell you but that they don't want to tell you that if you like go go on a run every day don't watch porn for like six months and, t- and let me see what kind of a erect- and you know and, and also no yeah. fat don't jerk off you, yeah, know? you won't have erectile yeah. dysfunction yeah period huh? oh, that's great this gal is having a good time okay listening. good i hope we're not going over the top yes <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, don't. This gal's got it. Don't. Well, there's a big NoFap community out there. Like, have you ever messed with, like, yeah, NoFap? Like, I don't even know. Means no no masturbation. Well, that's... No he, porn, no masturbation. Like, well, now you're getting into a whole other thing. For, yeah. For, for well, me... It's, it's all... It's related, though. Cause it's, it absolutely is It's the is addiction related. thing, and it's like... And I find, like, if I go on... Uh, where I go that to that degree, like, where I won't do any of that... And and that's the best, the most clear, the most energy, the most like wow. In fact, you know, a lot of this podcast got started because like I stopped doing all that. Yeah, like you, you had know, more time. I mean, I haven't watched porn in ages, but yeah, even, good for you. even the other thing, like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you have all this energy, like to, like well, in Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, there's a whole chapter on sexual transmutation, and like using your sexual energy, like because what happens is that energy will then have to find manifestation in other ways it's just another escape it's like drugs it's like anything else you can use it as a power of course absolutely you you can focus it on your guitar playing and become a crazy great guitar player instead of wasting all that energy there's no doubt about that man i mean for me it's really funny and not to not to go back to to the spiritual thing but you know in the world that we're in Mm-hmm. That's normal for uh, you. Normalize those things. So, right. so porn is like, who well, doesn't watch it? Like, well, exactly. you know, but bat, you know, for me, well, it's weird if you don't. It's weird if you it's don't. The, like the upside down thing again. It's like to be like, I don't do that, and I don't do that. Then all of a sudden, you're well, weird. What are you a freak? Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, really? Yeah. What's what's well, going on here? Why is that the freaky thing? Of course, man. Sh- that should not be the freaky thing. Absolutely. Well, everything yeah. that was once considered good will be considered bad, and then vice versa. And that you're absolutely right. Right, man. Yeah. That that that's <laughs> there's you know, we could get so far into that whole thing, but you know, going back real quick, just you know, to the, the uh, you know, with with the medications and things yeah. like that, like they don't want you healthy. No, the healthier we become, it's that. it's it's about money here. I mean, that's this is truly what it's about, and a hundred percent. You know, there was a great documentary that came out um, a few years ago called you know the truth about cancer, and they get into this man mm-hmm. and and. Uh, 
you know, it's, I don't, you know, <laughs> maybe be careful what we talk about. No, but, we don't. But, you the know. The point is we don't have to be careful. Well, just, you I know. I mean, careful. Like, you know. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't know how uncareful you want to be. But I think we should be, I think freedom of speech is under attack, too. There's and, no question and, about and it. So I, I'm, like, against being too careful. I think these kind of messages are helpful for people. And, yeah, you put you under the fire to a degree, but it's a fire I'm willing to go under because I feel like this kind of this kind of dialogue Needs is actually happen. helpful. I, I agree with you. It, and, I, and it's not like an ego thing, because this kind of dialogue is what's helped me get my shit together. Yeah, to the degree my shit is together. I'm not yeah. saying it's all the way yeah. together, and I'm a work in progress. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, we all are. But, yeah. but you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's uh, there is no such thing as a magic pill it doesn't exist yeah. it's it's you know for me i mean from 19 years old right you know again you were saying a while ago it's like I, because of my drinking and drugging i was getting depressed i was getting anxiety yeah. i was getting all these things well now because of that a side effect from from my alcoholism and drug addiction now i need to go take a pill so from 19 yeah. years old it was well here's paxil right. here's lexapro here's cymbalta here's wellbutrin here's zoloft and None of them did anything. Try this antidepressant for the antidepressant. Yeah. They have antidepressants for, for antidepressants. For anti yeah, exactly. It's and fucking nuts. It's nuts, man. And I kept doing for this fucking thing. fucking Adderall? Are you joking? Oh, dude. Giving people that? That's, it's one oh, molecule yeah. from, from, from meth. Dude, it's crystal meth. It's crystal just meth. Just go ahead and give people crystal meth. Exactly. How about that? And it's an like, epidemic it's in college, like, man. You know, it's like... It's crazy. Dude, it's insane. It's insane, it's man. It's nuts. And, it really is. But we normalize these things. Yeah. And then going back into porn and all that. That. you you normalize it so when I had when I told you I was changed from the inside out right those things man I beat off you know porn all that was very normal once this thing happened here yeah. I was like I don't want to do that that right. something about it doesn't yeah. seem right yeah and you know your sex life becomes better when not watching yeah. that shit because you know, a of good course. buddy of mine you know in Australia was telling me this man he was like saying now because of kids who grow up on pornography, mm -hmm. you know, at a young age, by the time they're like 17, 18, 19 years old, yeah. they, they have a beautiful woman in front of them and they can't get it up. Exactly. Which is biz it's bizarre. Bonkers. They it's need this, this perversion and all this and weird the porn, shit. The porn thing constantly pushes more and more perversion. Of course. Like, oh, if you like this, maybe you'll you like, like this. You like this. Oh, how about this freaky ass thing? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, man. You know, and that's the nature of it. That is. It, it's like, well, I mean, porn Porn was like, I don't know the whole, I should get this like so I could say it in a smart way, but I know that like certain countries put it out as a, as a, as a weapon against the public. You know, because it, Interesting. It yeah, because it makes people shame based. It makes them afraid and puts them in their own I've little bubble. I've never thought of that. I that's, mean, also, you just got to consider how come endless amounts of it in HD are free 24 7 in an endless amount that keeps coming out. A billion dollar in industry, too. And man. it's free. And it's, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like you got to question yourself, like, what's up? What's going on? You know, and, and what's the end result? It makes people, and then plus everybody knows that they're under surveillance, so it's like they keeps them in a little shame bubble, like, oh, like somebody's watched all yeah. this like crazy shit I'm into. Yeah. Let me like just like be quiet and shut the fuck up in my corner after I'm like in a shame spiral. That's it, you man. know, and that's like half the world, at yeah. least, you know. Yeah, and, and everyone's like, scared and paranoid, yeah. and yeah, man. You know, and it, and it's like if you get rid of all that, you empower yourself, and that and, absolutely, and then and then 
you can sort of like, well, I mean, it's like the light versus the dark thing. Then you can like become a voice of the light. That's it. You know, that's that's beautiful, man. That, or at that, least try. At least try. Yeah. And why not give it a college try? Yeah. Especially if you never went to college. Yeah. <laughs> which neither of us yeah, did. Yeah, no, we didn't. I didn't even graduate. <laughs> I didn't yeah. high school, yeah. I did graduate high school. Oh, cool. But it was touch and go. Yeah. Yeah, I had to dig deep. Yeah, I mean, well, for, we're artists, man. Yeah. It's like, for me, it was like, really? I, I just, I, I wasn't, school for me, yeah. I just wasn't interested in it. Now I love learning. It's like, I just like love learning the things that I'm, I'm interested in. I always loved history and things like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. we'd burn one and, you know, I'd just be like, ah, oh, let's get out of here, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, man. But so, and now everything's going really, so like, because we were reading up on y'all's history too, and as we talked to Rogers and Christopher too, yeah. going back into the band a little bit. Yeah. Like, um, you like there, there's been some sort of like you guys like got together and then split up and then got back together and now it's like i'm assuming in a much vibier space oh, yeah yeah like because you just still didn't have your shit together yet before what was the what was the well, that was there? a big part of it no yeah. no question about not it not that you're taking the whole thing <laughs> you know I, <laughs> I take responsibility man uh, absolutely for, for a lot of it um yeah. there, there was that i mean i listen man it's like you know, now I can I can look at it honestly, and, and and I have a little bit better perspective of of kind of what went down. You know, grew up, you know, just a crazy lifestyle. It was very normal to me because that's all I knew. But I had, you know, my dad was 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 a musical genius. You know, he oh, played. Really? Yeah, he played with like Towns Van Zandt. Are you kidding and, me? And John Prine and Leo Kaki. Wait, and, what did your dad do? Go for that. What, did, what it, Terry Warren was his name, but he was Holy just shit. he was just a mate. I mean, he smokes me under the water. Under the he table. better do if he played with Towns Van Zandt. Yeah, yeah, smoke man. All of us. Yeah, right. Wait, so he played guitar. He was a guitar player and he was a singer, man. He oh, just, wow. uh, just he taught my mom how to songwriter play songwriter too songwriter and he was you know it's funny about towns is him and towns were very similar you know and my dad was was paranoid schizophrenic you know he was wow. he was in and out of mental institutions and i i grew up with that i'd have to go visit him and and you know he'd get back on his meds and he'd be doing good and mm -hmm. then he'd get off and you know shotguns to the ceiling and you know one one great story i have of my dad is he'd been in, in uh, a place called csu which it was a it was a mental institution and he he would call it Colorado State University and he, he'd been in there for a couple of years and it it, 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 it he got out and, and uh I remember like the first day he was back I remember like 6:30 in the morning and my door gets kicked open and he's just in his whitey tighties with the banjo so dad's healthy yeah yeah, yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah dad's back dad's back <laughs> dad, it so, just wasn't the same without you dad <laughs> that you know was, yeah that was my dad fuck <laughs> well, they gave him the right amount of pills, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> Mads did sort of balance him out, oh, but man. he would he would get off of him, and you know he kind of go crazy. But um, yeah. but he was a genius. I mean, my dad could that's you know pick his, up a guitar awesome. and write a song. Just he'd be looking around and he'd you know start talking about this lady and make a song about her or whoever, and you know so we we just had instruments laying around and everything. That's great. And uh, was your mom around? 
No, no, she split. You know, she was a lot younger than, than I was. Now her and I have a, a great relationship. She's fantastic. Yeah, you know, she plays amazing songwriter, amazing singer, and she actually was. Uh, I'm get we're getting on track here, but she she sang on uh, a Blind Melon song on the the For My Friends record, a song called Cheatham Street. Which wow. Cheatham Street is a club in San Marcos, Texas. That Towns Van Zant used to play. My dad used to play it. George so your mom Str- was way younger than your dad. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, my, when my mom had me. Um, He's 18, 19. My dad was like 35. So a oh, okay. little, little, little bit, you know, difference there. But, um, mm-hmm. but anyhow, so, you know, um, getting back with, you know, to the band, there were a lot of things there that when, you know, like traumas and different things where when you come into this, you, you have these insecurities, you know, you know, I'm not good enough that, like you were saying earlier, that the devil on your side, ah, oh, you suck. You're not good enough. Or and, they suck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe this is, dumb. maybe this is, I shouldn't yeah. do this. And <laughs> yeah. so getting into melon, you know, it was, it was a very tough situation as you can imagine. It's not like going on. But did it blow your mind because they were like your fucking favorite band, or uh, one of your favorite bands? Of course. Bands. All of a sudden you're in that zone. Weren't you like looking like, well, how the fuck did I manifest Of this? course. I mean, it all, it's, it's, as you know, man, you, you know, it's, it's networking. And I, I had moved to Los Angeles with, with another band that I was in. And within a couple of months, we, we got management. And mm-hmm. within three months, we started showcasing. What band was that? It was a band called Rain for Rent. Okay. And it was, it was a really cool band, man. We had a chick drummer who went to Berkeley, amazing drummer. Uh, had a violin R-E-I-N-G player. R e i n g or r a i n. R a i n. Rain fur f u r rent. And it's weird because rain and then no rain. There's yeah, little, yeah, yeah. Just a which little, I never even a little shade of synchronicity. Yeah. There. But go ahead. Yeah, so it was, so, was was in that band. We moved to L.A. and, and we just started showcasing for different labels. And, and, and it was a really good band, but we, we, we had huge choruses, but we had like 10, 12-minute long songs. We were like a jam band, but with mm-hmm. choruses. You didn't have any that were three minutes and no, 30 seconds? No, and every label kind of, you know, they eventually would pass on us. But uh, one of the labels was uh, was Atlantic, and uh, was, there was a young A&R guy there by the name of Kevin Carvel. And one day he's we're, we're on the phone. He was asking me about influences, and I mentioned Shannon Hoon. And he's like, "Dude, he's like, I know Christopher and Brad. They they own a studio down in, mm-hmm. in Burbank. Um, you know, Wishbone Studios. Would you like to meet them?" And I'm, you know, it's rhetorical. Let's let's do it. And one thing kind of led to another. So, you know, you of course when that happened, I was like, just meeting them. Like mm. I was, I was just floored. I mean, Stoked to just of course, like Letters from a Porcupine, which is one of the best musical documentaries. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's just genius, man. And I haven't seen that. So good. If you yeah, can I find it. It's on Blind Oh Miller. man, it's, yeah. A DVD that came out a long time ago. Yeah, 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 man. Mm. And it was just, it, 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 and I would study every move that Shannon would do. I just, mm. for me, cause there wasn't a lot of footage out. <clears throat> this is really kind of pre-internet, you know, and, and, and I got that documentary and I just, I would copy his moves like and so you know he entered you know kevin going back you know i'm kind of jumping around here but kevin carvel introduced us you know to 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 christopher and brad and we just kind of hit it off and several months went into it and you know they they asked me if i wanted to sing for melon and i remember having a few different emotions going on but number one was how'd like, they ask you did they call you or did they go well, face to face christopher you know he was living in silver lake at the time and 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 he had a barbecue he's like hey why don't you come over and and my negative mind thought okay he's gonna sort of feed me <clears throat> have a few beers and and uh and him be because at that time they were producing my solo record him mm-hmm. and brad right 
and but there was no funding. I had no budget. There was no money. Oh, so, so you thought they were about to be like, "Hey, dude, we can't we do can't this do anymore. it anymore." Yeah, and so we, we ate some food, played some songs, drank a few beers, and um, I remember before I left, you know, Christopher. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? yeah. There's the devil. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, Christopher and Brad kind of set me down. They're like, uh, you know, how do, how do you how do you feel about singing for Blind Melon? I just I was taken back. I just wasn't expecting you that. Shock. I kind of did. I was you know 26, 27 at the time, and yeah, it just kind of you know it just hit me. I was just like, I, it just wasn't what I was expecting. So I had two. You know, you, did you have? Did you really never envision that, or did you kind of envision it and just didn't think it would happen? I didn't really envision it because at that You didn't see that you would be, like, perfect for it? I didn't because I, I kind of was set on my own path, man. Oh, I, I, I had, I had yeah, written a bunch of songs, and, 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 yeah. and I, I really love what was happening. Like, you know, Christopher's an amazing producer. I mean, right. He's, I, I just have so, so much respect. so you were jazzed about where you were of going course. anyway. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And then, so so when you got asked that, you were, it probably was almost ambivalent. Like, wait a minute. I, that's a dream come true, but I'm already having another dream come that's true. That's it. Yeah, right. and so for me, it, it just kind of, I, I had one stipulation, and it, which is really the same stipulation today, and it was, yes, I'll do it, and I think I can do it, and it's an honor to, to even be asked and be mm -hmm. a part of this, and I, I truthfully mean that, but I don't want to just be a nostalgic band. I want to do new music, right. you know, because you, Christopher's an amazing songwriter. Yeah. Rogers is an amazing songwriter. Super creative dudes. Yeah, they are, man, and I felt like I could add something, in, you know, I've been writing songs for years, and, and uh, I just felt like this, they were a huge influence to me, yeah. and not just Shannon's voice, but the way they play guitar, so mm -hmm. I felt like it could fit. It. And, you know, when Four of My Friends came out, you know, the, the industry had already changed at that point. Mm -hmm. This was post-Napster, and no one was really buying records at the point. At that point. I think for those guys, because they came out of that culture in the 90s, where people were selling millions of records. You know, you had two tour buses and a semi driving your gear. Mm -hmm. And those days were gone by that point. And so I think... As a whole, in a collective, I think that, that we all had expectations, high expectations. We thought we all thought the record was good, and we thought it was going to sell, but in actuality, it didn't. And I think because of that, we sort of looked at that album like this redheaded stepchild. It didn't, like, it did people come to the shows? or was, Yeah, was it man. Like, it wasn't a total flop, right? I mean, maybe it was, like, disappointing, but... Well, what, like, I, we thought that it was a flop, or at least I, I don't want to speak for the other guys. I did. Right. It wasn't until years later where we would start traveling, or we'd go to South America or Europe or somewhere, and people, and, and, and people were singing the songs. Yeah. And what ended up happening is we stopped playing anything off for my friends. Right. I don't know who made that decision. I wasn't a part of that. Yeah. But people would start asking, why aren't you guys playing anything yeah, off that, that record? Funny? Yeah. That funny? Like, yeah, you have, you turn your back. I, I I've done that to albums too. Like if something disappointed me, it almost is like, nope, I'm not. Not looking. gonna do it. You're not my friend anymore. Yeah. You dis you let you really let me down. You let me down. You let, yeah. You're, you know, no, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> yeah. You've let me down. Exactly. It's your own album you're talking it, yeah. to. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sort of like, this pity thing, but yeah. but it's, you do kind of feel like it's it's your child, and, yeah. and they went it in a different like direction. The, it becomes the scapegoat. Yeah. Like, exactly. Oh, you were just kind of no good. Yeah. Ex that, yeah. Know? Exactly. That's, I think yeah. we all kind of felt that way about it, and it's cool when the uh, when the scapegoat comes back around. And it's like, absolutely. you know what? Actually, excuse me, I was actually kind of hot. 
Yeah. Just a little before my time, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but now, how you like me now? Yeah, and all these like... people keep having me in their mouth. Exactly. Saying that I was the one. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Yeah. That's a really good feeling. And it I is. think, you know, people would just, you know, come around and like, so now when we play for them, you know, the, the title track off that record, people, are, we they, they sing it like they sing change. It's to right. me, it's like, it's, it's sort of an anthem, like, yeah. and it's the closest thing that sounds like Shannon. But I think... On that first album, it was like, how am I supposed to, you know, act like Shannon? Am I supposed to? You have all these things going yeah, on. And, and, and listen, man, people can be, you know this, man. We want Shannon. And, and just. Yeah. And so I got to the point where. How many, did you get a lot of that? Like In the beginning, yeah. Yeah, I did. And, and like people yelling that shit? Of course, live. man. Well, how would you respond? I would respond by grabbing a microphone and staring right at them and giving my biggest Maynard Keenan scream. Uh -huh. I could, and just and not looking away. I would look at them until I made them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. To the point like if you're gonna come here and dog this show get out no no one's no one's telling you to come here yeah. now i understand people who have I like that though because it's like i'm I, i've done that before too where it's like you're you're like staring them down and it's kind of just like going like okay i'm gonna make this as absurd as possible yeah like this is gonna be like as confrontational and conscious as possible. possible if you want to go there i'm going let's there with you all the let's way let's do it to a way a place that you just did not see yeah coming. without throwing fists yeah. without getting violent it's it's let's if you want to come here like this with yeah. the, i just smelt the fart look on your face then, yeah then i'll play with that and yeah but you know you i think you have to come in this with confidence it's like of course you just have to you you, you you can't do it any other way but over time you know one of my best friends i mean he started out as a fan and he ended up being a really good friend of mine and it's funny he, he's really good friends with nell with with, with shannon's mom mm -hmm. and when we first started playing uh nell's like so you know blind melon got a new singer and mm -hmm. i really want you to come to the show and my buddy jason's like well, i ain't going to that crap i'm not going to do it mm -hmm. out of respect out of shannon and respect mm -hmm. out of you and, and nell's like jason i want you to go to the show he's good we need to give him you know because nell gave me her for her full support which, which I, amazing. oh it yeah. absolutely is amazing oh, when you think about it too though it just honors the hell out of shannon of course as, as much as possible it it's was like, huge I, yeah. I i don't know if this and i can honestly say this truthfully i don't know if this would have continued on had nell not have done that it's That's sort of it's sort of her coming out on stage and giving her blessing and saying listen we're, we've you know, we've passed the torch. Shannon is not here anymore, not but here. the music shouldn't die as well. Exactly. These are great songs, yeah. and I'm not here to replace Shannon because yeah. that's impossible. Right, and, and, and plus, it's, you're your own dude. Yeah, you're man. You're a badass in your own right. Well, thank you, man, and it's yeah. I, I honor Shannon every night by going out and singing those songs, mm -hmm. but I'm not trying to be Shannon. And, but my buddy Jason ended up, you know, going to the show and you know he ended up you know loving it and and became a, a, a big fan of my own music but we mm -hmm. ended up becoming really good friends and that kind of scenario has happened a few times where people did not want to like me they had every ounce you know in their their body to say screw this guy i don't you know they kind of stuck in nostalgia mm -hmm. and we just kind of win them over and 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 i think once they realize i'm not here to try to replace someone that can't be replaced i'm mm -hmm. just here to try to carry this torch on because of great songs and i think they kind of ease up but you're always going to get the few buttholes there that mm -hmm. that are stuck in 1993 that don't want to see this thing move forward and yeah. there's no you know you're gonna get hated no you know by somebody you can't please them all so you know that's true i feel like people are being nicer though now 
Like I think this whole like spirit war or whatever is happening in the world makes people nicer towards people just trying to be creative. I, I feel like people have lightened up to an extent. I, I would I would agree. You know what I mean? Like everybody's that, just yeah. like almost like to the to point if you're doing anything creative and getting yourself on on the right side of the bed up in the morning, then fair play to you. I feel yeah. Like, well, because you know, they know is, it's not an easy world life. Is so tough now. Yeah, man. I feel like people are just like you know what. Well, we're, we're also, too, the voices for a lot of these people. I think, yeah. you know, it's like you and I and, and, and other artists, we think are on a different side of our brains. Mm-hmm. It's like I can't engineer crap. This table, if you told me to build, I couldn't do it. And it's like, but but even those people who build these tables and these things, they, they you know, I feel like we as artists are a voice for those people. Mm-hmm. And I think kind of what going to what you said, I think, people kind of sympathize with that like a little bit you know like mm-hmm. yeah give give them slack you know um i don't know where i was yeah. going with that but but uh i think so just because also the they the like you know the job of being a musician or a songwriter also because you know famously the industry isn't as lucrative as yeah, absolutely it once was. so i think people understand that and, yeah. it, and it makes everything more like oh they're kind of almost like you know yeah it puts puts artists in the class of sort of you know, blue collar work. Yeah, absolutely. A bit more, like yes. where there's a relationship no there. Yeah. Cause I, like we're on the road. It's obviously like, you know, Not unle- easy. It, unless the thing is going off, Yeah. you know, success wise, then, you know, you're staying in like, you know, and I'm not complaining. No, I, it's, not a, at all. it's a great life, but yeah. it's also, you know, people understand that it's, that it's a, it's a grind. It's a grind. It's a fucking hustle. It, it is. It's like anything else. So it's like, Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. I, I think in the you know in the '90s and before it was, was self indulgence and there was so much yeah. money and like you said, I think people now know that that's even your common person who doesn't know much about music no, knows the industry. That's not the vibe anymore, right? And, yeah, yeah. And they kind of sympathize with that a little bit. So you guys are working on what album number? Is it? Forgive me for my ignorance. Number, no, 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 number two or number three. Number two for you know the new edition. Ad- uh, the new, uh, the new, the, the blind new, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what and that yeah they were talking about that album's like what how far along is it? Well, <clears throat> I mean it's I'd say it's a, it's at least half uh, depending on how many songs that we have. I'm s- like beyond ecstatic on is it. it is I, it then it feels like just from talking to you guys and being in the periphery a little bit. It feels like the band really coming into itself like full force like because you're in a space where you are like the best you've ever been and uh, there's and a lot of contributions i think to that grown yeah. up to a degree yeah. where it's like it's ready for its own like you know identity so to speak yes i mean yeah exactly i mean that definitely for you know for me that that I'm in a different headspace. Christopher moving out to Joshua Tree, mm-hmm. I think that can't be overlooked because, you know, in L.A., it's, it's just, it's a fact. Yeah. You know, man. I mean, you, you've been, spent a lot of time there. It's, uh, that, it's a grind. And but it's Rogers a, wants <clears throat> to dedicate himself to it, too. Yeah, he does. And, you, you know, for Christopher going out to Joshua Tree, it freed up a lot of time for him. And I saw a big change in Christopher in his songwriting because... Mm-hmm. That's what they were saying yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's got sort of... You know, that's where, the, you know, the Queens, you know, Stone Age and that whole yeah. camp. And, you know, and the it's, mojo's out the there. The mojo's out there. There's a, there's a... You know, I just call it a desert vibe. And it's not my... 
necessarily favorite. And I love trees and streams and waters and mountains, but there is a particular vibe there that you just cannot get out of anywhere else. And um, I don't know, man, there's just a, an overall vibe to the album. It's, it's a little dark at times. And, um, you know, it's not the, you know, no rain kind of happy thing. It's like we've been through the mudder, you know, the gutter. We've been through the mud. and, and uh, But I'm, I'm very proud of it, you know, Rogers, you know his situation. He's trying to do a, you know music full time. Um, right. You know the addition of Nathan. Uh, I'm just you know Nathan and I played in, in a band before. What's so, Nathan play? Plays bass. Okay. <clears throat> That's one. I mean, he's one of those guys that that you know he can play Chopin and Bach. And he's just he's he thinks in a different way, man. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. And he can play anything. He can play. I've. You can play Charlie Parker, note for note, live records on guitar. I mean, mm-hmm. the kid is phenomenal. So and he's bringing in another element. He's bringing in another element, man. And um, him, cool. him and I always had a dynamic. I knew the first time I played with him, I was like, man, there's something special about this cat. And then now you're not the newest guy. In the and now I'm not the newest guy which anymore. It's kind of cool. It is cool. Actually, I could see it really how that is. works. I could see how that's actually significant. Of course, man. Yeah, yeah it's it's the, the, the it, exactly the dynamic it's like changes. You could finally, put that down. Like I'm not the fucking the, the new. Yeah. After a while, it's like you know what? I'm not the fucking new guy. Exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? like, and I felt that way for many years, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Can we drop? I'm Can the we new drop guy? it? Yeah. It's been 12 years. Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> you know. It's cool in the beginning, but after a while, yeah. You know, you well, get yeah. and, and you get to, you get to show him the ropes. You know, now he's yeah. the youngest guy in the band and. But, you know, so I think for me, you know, L.A. was never my, my pace. Like, I'd go yeah. down there, record. I lived down there for a while. That's how I met Where the guys. Where San Luis Obispo, man. Central oh. Coast, and I love it. Nice. We, you know, we have, I'm a, I'm a hillbilly at heart, man. We have goats and chickens and oh, ducks really? and horses. So and when the end of times comes, I can come over to your exactly. house? Exactly. Your survival, <laughs> you got the survival on, on point. Yeah, man, we got eggs for days. Got some and water buried in the backyard. Yeah, man, we got our own well, and uh, we yeah. love it, man. We love it. But it's it's just our kind of pace, man. And L.A. just, it's, I've written some great songs in Los Angeles. I'm, I'm not, you know, there are good things about it, but Joshua Tree, man, there was, it's just, it, again, a lot of great records have been recorded down there, and there is a vibe there. Christopher, I think, is writing some of the best music he's ever written. Truly, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not just saying that. We, are, as artists, you know, this is dude. The new, the newest song is the coolest song I've ever written, and mm-hmm. made nine times out of ten, that's not true. But these songs, man, I, I just feel very great. And, and it, you know, we've had a really great response to them. You know, it's not people are just like, oh man, I want to hear the old stuff. Like, right. it's, we're getting good response. So my my idea, and I, I I think I'm speaking for the rest of the guys on this. I think that. We are trying to keep, you know, we obviously want to keep the name and, 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 and appeal to our old fans, but we, we, we're kind of looking to rebrand this. And, and, and you know, there's a, there's a whole young generation that doesn't know New that's Rain. happening. What's that? I think that is y- happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just even doing this is helping that. Of course. You know, like, yeah, just like, you know, just putting your story out there. That 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 invites people in and invites people into your universe. and you No know, doubt. And it, and it lets them, yeah, get the whole thing. Yeah. You know, because they know the story. Exactly. And that man. helps for them to, like, be able to take in your music and, you know. Yeah. And just instead of just seeing it from, 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 just from like, an yeah, audience. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I feel really good about it. And I think, you know, we all, 
I think if we put everything into the band, it would be because there's we, we all have so many other things going on. But we we because we have other things going on. Mm-hmm. It's like I you know electronica stuff. I'm I'm into everything from you know Elliot Smith to to you know Pantera. Like mm-hmm. I loved it, and you know I'd love to do some of that stuff in Blind Melon, but Blind Melon has a very specific sound, mm-hmm. you know, that we kind of stick with, and um. It, but you know, at the same time, though, where I think it doesn't sound anything like old Blind Melon, and I think you know some of the old fans are probably going to have a hard time with that. But again, it's like one of the things it's I love about right, like too. Beatles or Radiohead; they didn't keep regurgitating the same. You can't record. do anything without somebody having some kind of something. Of course, it's like, exactly. You know, yeah, and I, for a long time, man, I, I spent many years like I wasted many years of my life trying to please everyone yeah i want to be like oh, i want to you know please and then yeah, after a while pleasing syndrome yeah man and it's it, it's it comes from a good place and no it doesn't no yeah <laughs> it doesn't it, I, and i'm saying that for myself yeah my people pleasing doesn't come from a good place because yeah i mean it can I be could, very codependent yeah and, like it comes yeah when i what i consider people pleasing comes more from a fear place i think yeah you're probably yeah you know There's and that's, that why, aspects and that that's why i think like yeah it, it like when people become a people pleaser too much then other people disrespect them yeah and in a way i think it's because it's come it's because they're coming from an energy energy of fear, uh, fear. yeah it took you me know? years to re- to realize yeah. that. Yeah, and also it's it's I, it's coming from a good place, and that you want to be liked, and you want to be nice to other people. That and you don't so want to tell mixed. people no, and, yeah, and you know, mixed. yeah. And, and for me, it was, it, that you're absolutely right on that. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, another addition to that is is you just I don't like letting people down. But yeah, what or what, you don't like conflict either. Or conflict, yeah. Especially if you come from a, a wild household where like conflict was like yeah, that's over it. the top. Yeah then you you become like sort of pathologically afraid of conflict that's it that's exactly right man and it's you know these these are all like you were saying earlier it's a work in progress but then when you have like uh an anchor and something like jesus then that gives you sort of power like in a way to just be self-sufficient you know absolutely it he it he it's like it's a yeah it's a it's a power source it's, when, it's when the foundation. I, there's absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's once you realize that this is not really about having a religion with him, it's about having a relationship with him. It's yeah. two different things. And, and do you pray like every day? I pray day? every day. Every day. When all you wake through, up absolutely. all through the day. All through the day. Just, yeah. the, you know, I'll say it first thing in the morning. I give thanks, give gratitude because I'm truly blessed to be alive and to be here you know we we could have ended up like so many of our peers and or like and we still can dude of course that's why it's like good to keep praying and good to like you know have conversations such as this to like because then we identify and it's like inspiring you know do you ever mess with ho'oponopono i love you i'm sorry please forgive me thank you no it's like a mantra prayer from Hawaii that it's like just those four phrases and sometimes I repeat those like wait what are they I love you I'm sorry please forgive me thank you I love you I'm sorry please forgive me thank you that's it I love you I'm sorry sorry. please forgive me thank you and then whatever is uh, like sort of hurting you at a time or like aggravating you or if you have a conflict with somebody you kind of go back to that within your own self you sort of apply that prayer mantra to that situation and kind of take responsibility for the fact that it's in your field of consciousness 
and then you sort of clear it and then that way sort of inspiration can come in or the voice of the divine can come in and, gu yeah. and guide you because you're not all wrapped up in this conflict that's kind it of like resolve it it's a good tool to resolve conflict yeah it's it, it's it's really kind of the same thing i do i don't you know speak that that certain yeah. one but it's, yeah. it's 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 really the same well, thing there's, yeah there's different which ones do you do i just again i just i i have a relationship with him so it's mm -hmm. it's i don't really necessarily set with any specific prayer it's just it really it's what comes off my heart at any given time and but give me an example of that for like people who are struggling so maybe like like because that can help people yeah yeah that's yeah man. you have the light so it's like how, what how do you so for that? example that's that's a great question so so yesterday before the show you know i literally you know got on my knees and, yeah. and i was just like dear father you know please let this this you know this day go well please uh uh, protect me from from temptation mm -hmm. uh you know drugs alcohol all of those things mm -hmm. the fucking um, jewel excuse my language no no yeah yeah, yeah the, the jewel, jewel. Yeah. put the armor of god around <laughs> me and uh you know the shield like apostle paul talked about the armor of god mm -hmm. and and just protect me from from darkness and, and all of those things and and uh and those you know something along those lines just keep me safe and protect me and uh you know and and then to more personal things for me it's like you know let let you know let me remember the lyrics you know let me you know <laughs> that's those, a good one for me yeah keep my voice yeah. you know uh well and little things like that but um just depending on what i'm doing that day it's really it's like having you know a really good friend and like mm -hmm. right here and i'm talking to you except it's, it's i'm having a mm -hmm. you know conversation with god and just keep me safe throughout the day mm -hmm. and the other thing i find myself doing all the time man is i'll be driving i'm like man this day is incredible it's mm -hmm. beautiful not a cloud in the sky and you know the hawks and everything and like i'm very just grateful, grateful. of being alive we're mm -hmm. blessed and it's like it's sometimes it's, it's so easy to get caught up in the things we don't have 100%. or money or this house or that and it's like i'm just I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, was it, it was uh, Nelson Mandela, right? Didn't he spend years in prison? And I think so. To the point where he was very content of just being. Mm -hmm. It's like, it doesn't matter where you're at. You could be stuck in a prison cell. But yeah. as long as you're, you have this here, yeah. you know, you're going to be okay. And uh, I'm very grateful to, for, for, for the little things. Like, for example, like I would walk outside, you know, the next morning hungover. Yeah. felt like, shit just I, I wasn't not paying i wasn't paying attention to the moment in the moment it's like oh man i gotta go to the bar okay i gotta buy this i gotta get this drink yeah. i gotta try to find this and that and you're chasing you're a slave time. to your head man mm -hmm. you're exactly yeah, you're, you're like always chasing yes you're a slave man it sucks it's a slave to addiction it's true. and it's a horrible way to live and i lived that way for many many years of my life so we'd be in you know like barcelona or somewhere beautiful and i couldn't really take in the right. true beauty where now i'll be in my backyard cup of cup of coffee got my dog playing frisbee and just like thank you father mm -hmm. i truly thank you i'm just so grateful to, to for everything you've done and i think gratitude is key and it's it huge man and kind of goes back with i need your, more of it well your prayer you know like yeah. just saying those four things over anything that can kind of your your Putting your faith and belief into something greater than yourself. Yeah. It's, it's in, you're saying, look, I can't do it on my own. I need your guidance. I right. need your help. It's something about asking for help because yes. when I've done that in my life, when I've asked God like earnestly for help, it's always come. 
man yeah power of it's, prayer it's always it's come it, it really has but yeah. like but usually i have to get to some sort of place of desperation to actually really authentically yeah ask. i think a lot of people are that way you know yeah. my, my sponsor said something great and i use this analogy all the time I, I love it and when he explained this to me it just made a lot of sense and he said you know he said god has a volume knob mm-hmm and the more that we live the way that he wants us to live, the more that we, we, we live selflessly, mm-hmm. and for him, the more that volume knob gets turned up. And That's the, real true. And the power of prayer is so huge. You just said it, dude. I, I'm, I could spend five hours here just talking about the prayers that get answered. I mean, it's a little thing. It's incredible. But the more that you turn away from him and mm-hmm. start doing things your own way, and, and that volume knob gets turned it's down. It's so true, dude. It's not that he doesn't love you. He's just like, okay, if you're going to do your do your thing your way. Yeah. When you're when you're ready, I'll be here. That volume knob will get turned I need up. To turn it back up. Turn it back up. The man. jewel turns that shit down, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's my struggle. The lately. jewel. The nicotine's the been devil. my struggle because weed. I've been like dipping here and there, but weed I can really just dip. Into. Yeah, you're better with weed than, than especially as a singer. Yeah, I don't want and weed's no big deal. Like for me, it yeah, yeah, has yeah. been and it can trigger, but like lately, it's just like. You know, I get a bit of the fear. Like, it's not a great thing, full stop, for me. So it's easy to not smoke weed. Like, I don't yeah. buy weed. I don't have weed in my yeah, house. Like, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, like Rogers had the the thing, and I was like hitting it while doing a podcast. That's one thing. But the nicotine is a whole other ball dude, game. Dude, that one is like, mm-mm, I gotta, I gotta like. I, well, yeah, he, but he's yeah. not even trying to stop. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to have that. But yeah. Yeah. Well, nicotine, man. I think for shit, I, I know fellow heroin addicts that they got off tar before they quit smoking cigarettes. Well, dude, hard, have man. you ever read? Oh, here's another one with Napoleon Hill called "Outwitting the Devil." Uh-uh. There's this book called "Outwitting the Devil." You should check. This I will. Out. You might like it. Matter of fact, when when this thing wraps up, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you write that down. Yeah, it's called "Outwitting the Devil." Okay. And Basically, it, it within the book, and you can get the audio book because there's a great audio presentation of this interview okay. with the devil. He has this interview with the devil, and it's like it was from the 30s or something that oh, this cool. came out. And the devil within the interview says, don't worry, you won't publish this book anyway. Like, And all this wild shit. Like, it's like weirdly like he is channeling like that side of the thing yeah and, and the th- funny thing oh, is is he never did publish the book he was dead before it got published and in fact his wife even had to die before that book even came out like it oh, came out wow, a long incredible. time after and it, and when you like check out the the interview it's it's crazy and it's very informative and within the interview he asked the devil like what's your favorite poison uh alcohol or cigarettes meaning which one fucks up people worse yeah and this was in a time in the 30s when everybody when 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 doctors would even tell people to smoke because it was good for (laughs) you but within this interview the devil says oh by far cigarettes are my favorite thing that fucks up people more than more than booze. Yeah, oh wow, and the, interesting. And the reason what was is because, and it wasn't oh because of cancer or this that and the other. Yeah. It was because they create drift. Well, they create what's called drift, and so the devil gets in not by like big things of things, but by the little, little but with the little things. Interesting. Like by like just drifting, just like oh, I'm not going to get up and do my run because I'm going to sit here and smoke, like. 
you know, it just it changes your perspective a little bit. Yeah. And I'm even like even Dude, messing around wow. with the jewel again. Yeah. I'm like even seeing that. I'm like seeing, oh man, this little drift is it's coming. Just, and, and it's, it's and it's not crazy and it's not like I've gone off the deep end yeah. or anything like that. I haven't. And, yeah. it's, and I'm cool. But it's like I can tell I'm not the drift. I'm not on my hundred percent game yeah. either, and, yeah. and that bugs me. Mm -hmm. And it's good that it bugs me, but it's like weird because yeah. it's like I gotta kind of like flip back to the other. Yeah, that's you a know? really but interesting point. You'll it's like that interview because unwitting all, the devil, outwitting out, the devil, out, out, outwitting the devil. And, yeah. and there's all kinds of like gems in it, like that, where it's like you just go like, "Whoa, that's a trip." It's just like getting it from his perspective. Yeah. That's, know, because that's, that's, it's like know thy enemy. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, it's really, and to the degree you believe he was really channeling that voice, I mean, it's it's pretty, like, epic that he probably was channeling that that voice. What was interesting you know, about it that seems, is... It seems like. That, that, that's, again, man, it's like, you, that's a really good point. It's it's the little things. He kind of slide. He's not going to make it obvious. He's yeah. going to kind of... The, the drift. Actually, the drift. That's a great idea for song, Because, too, yeah, the drift is would be a good... Because then it's like it invites in all the chaos. Yeah. Very you know, true. Because, because you do have to be, like, super on your game in this world because there are all these, Distractions. Like, and, and they're all... And it's coming from all kinds of different ways from, you know, if, if it's toxic relationships, if it's media, if it's, like, you know, beer around you all the time, if it's, like, you know... You know, if health issues, crisis, like, chaos is coming. That's it. You know, so you have to, like, keep your... You, know, you got to be grounded. Yeah. It's, it's that's it's that's that's and you have much to more have important tools. to be. You have to have the tools, man. You know, and prayer is an epic one. Absolutely. So you know what's interesting about that is is you know after I had my experience last year, I, I was like, all I need is me, God, and the Bible. And that's all I need. And, right. And as I was talking to my my what ended up being my sponsor, he's like, because I wanted to share my testimony, mm -hmm. and he's like, before you can start sharing your testimony, you have to go through the twelve step program. And I thought. Okay, that's just a means to get to the end. I'll do the 12 steps. I don't need it, but I'll do it, you know, and I mm -hmm. learned really quick, like, I absolutely needed it because, mm -hmm. again, it goes back to what you were talking about, the tools. Yeah! Learning the tools, and um, and I started to do that in these 12-step meetings going, oh, damn, as I would hear these other people sharing, like, damn, dude, I do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, crap, I also have that problem. And, mm -hmm. and it's not just addicts and it's not just alcoholics. There's people with codependency problems in there, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, pornography, all walks of life. Um, but you, we're all out here addicted to something. We're all man. addicted it's to something. All the same shit. And you said it while ago, man. You're getting hit from every angle. And mm -hmm. if you don't have that foundation, and if you're not grounded in something greater than ourselves, purpose-driven motivation. We're like, oh, I'll go that. Oh, I'm going to do this and do that. And it's, I, I mean, I lived that way for for decades, man. And it was yeah. just, it was chaos. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. And you gotta stay humble to know that it's right back there, right? And That's it, key. It, it can it can it can be like your reality again on a, on a dime. That's it. It's like Jesus and, says, the humble will be exalted, the exalted will be humbled, and it's humility is so key. It's yeah. it's uh, you're you're right about that, man. So do you read the Bible, or do you have like books on tape with the Bible, or what? How do you get your Bible info? Yeah, for me, man, I, I, I straight I, up just old school. Here's oh, my Bible. I read it. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, like that's a hard read. The Old Testament is definitely hard. You uh, know, like yeah. it's like it doesn't. It's not a page turner. 
Yeah, me, well, you know? well, I agree partially to like, that. I want somebody to give me like Bible for dummies. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> well, if you're reading the King James version, that's it is it is very hard. You know, for me, and I, you know, for the for the viewers. Do you straight read it, or do you have like a book on tape? I absolutely I read it. Try, I try to read it just about every day, and then uh -huh. when I'm on the road, I have. Do you uh, read it randomly, or do you like pay one page after the other? When I first it? picked it up, when I first picked the Bible, I started. Gen I started one you know genesis and i went boring and i went straight from genesis all the way to revelations and i went what the hell is this oh so revelations is like the page the, turner well it's the very end but if you don't uh, if you don't know oh, the meat went, and taters oh, yeah, yeah yeah you went all the way through i mean i got about three pages into genesis and yeah. i went this is boring i doesn't i, I i'm gonna i want the i want the the crutch of it yeah, so can I, we get to the point? can we get to the point so i went and, to revelations at the very end and i was like if you've ever read revelations it's no, just like i don't think i have it's wild and you have to know like jeremiah ezekiel and 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 and, and, and all the old prophets to really understand uh, you know revelation so what i did as a recommendation is i went back to matthew mark luke and john just the gospels and for me that's all there, man. It's just, it's really, it's like, you know, Jesus where's says. That, where's that page? So, so this New Testament. So you have Old okay. Testament, you have New Testament. Yeah, see, it's too complicated. They get, <laughs> that's why I want Bible for dummies. Well, they, they have free. those. Yeah. Okay, but but so, the, the one I use, though, and it, 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 this may help you guys, it's, it's yeah. called the Life Recovery Bible. Okay, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there, there is one that's like the Life Recovery Bible where it kind of like goes, hey, check this out first. Exactly. This will get you into it. Yeah, and it, and it also for like, for, for fellow addicts and your people in recovery, mm -hmm. it like we were kind of talking about earlier, you can you can take you know the twelve steps, yeah, and apply it and apply it to the Bible. So the life, it's called the Life Recovery Bible. The Life Recovery Bible. Where and do it, you get that? Is that on iTunes or on like uh, you know the Apple bookstore? Yeah, you can get on you know apps, iTunes apps. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna show, you're gonna show me that after. Yeah, yeah. After, and then if you want the actual you know tangible book it's, it comes in a green cover um yeah. i love it because it's it it, it just applies what do they have it in audiobook or no i think they do oh that's cool yeah man. i like audiobooks yeah and also too you may have been reading you know uh uh the king james version and that's thou and, sh and it's we don't yeah, it's talk all, that way anymore. yeah so you hard. get the new new international version which is right. more how we speak today right. and what i love about the life recovery is so you don't lose the original wording or translation it tells you what the original King James version is so there's not any misinterpretations there you're you're getting the meat and taters and, and what it really is but but yeah. it's the way that we speak today and um 2.0 yeah exactly Bible 2.0 and yeah. and for anybody who's you know first getting into it I would I would for me my opinion is I would avoid I would read the New Testament mm -hmm. two or three times and then go to the Old Testament. For me, yeah. um, Old Testament, it was, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to read at times. I mean, okay. it just is. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I try to do that. Um, you know, prayer time, meditation, it, it goes hand in hand with me. I, I try to do that every morning. I have a routine. I go hiking three days a week, two days a week. I'll split it up. I'll go run on the beach mm -hmm. or go to the gym. And I... It kind of goes back into that where we we're talking earlier, the, the you know the physical aspect of it, and and, yeah. and discipline. I, I look at you know Rogers always kind of jokes with me, and, he, and he's like, you're, you're like a Navy SEAL now, and I kind of have that 
mentality. Just I, I have that mentality. too. It's a good mentality. Yeah, I love man. it, man. I go to, I get up and I run, and I go to yoga man. almost every day. Yeah, man, it clears you your know? head. You gotta have it, dude. I need it absolutely. And then for for us, man, we we a lot of our dopamine and serotonin was de- was destroyed, man. Oh, so, yeah. but you can reset that. You shit. can reset it, and that's the beauty and the, and the magic behind mm-hmm. it, man. But uh, yeah, health, man. I'm I'm all about it, and it's just a better way to live, man. It really Word. truly is. Word up. Yeah, baby. Well, dude, this has been awesome. Yeah, man. man. Thank you guys for having me, man. It means means the world to me, man. Thank you. It was a great. uh, It was great to hear your testimony. Thank you, man. It was beautiful, to be honest. Thank you, brother. I hopefully we can reach. You know, even if it's just one person, man. um, Oh, somebody struggling. Definitely, Definitely. it's just nice to like, you know, even just talking about that life is a is a battle and a struggle. That and that alone is helpful to people because i know for me when i just go into a 12-step meeting and you know when i do and hear other people share about the struggle that is life yeah that's where i feel spirit because i'm like oh because i'm like you know oh it's not just me and my little chaotic universe like everyone's out here dealing with with the same kind of thing with the thing yeah so and it's like when you know that and you're not alone in an uncaring universe and it's all you and you there's know, something there's, there's comforting all of in that. us yeah. that's that's very comforting yeah know? absolutely so, yeah you know it's it, a lot of people will be able to identify with what you were saying i did cool man I, that, yeah. that makes that that warms my heart man truly so, yeah thanks, and thank you guys thanks, brother truly, thank you man yeah Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated.